Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm slightly bet and I'm joined as ever by Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the voice of value. How are you this evening, Paul? Yeah, brilliant. Another busy week finished and looking forward to, well, slightly delayed racing on Sunday. Yeah, there's no racing on ITV on Saturday. There is still some racing on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, there is a, there's a few bits and pieces. Um, there's a decent card at Brighton, actually, on Saturday, randomly. Um, but most of the good stuff is on is on Sunday, which is where I'm concentrating my efforts. Yeah, all the racing's been kind of moved about to avoid any clashes with the, the funeral of Prince Philip. So that means that, yeah, we're going to concentrate on Sunday's racing on the podcast, which now includes the Scottish Grand National. Yeah, um, looks like a, it's not the strongest renewal in terms of quality, but it looks like a really... Um, a really wide open race, quite competitive. Um, uh, it should be good fun. It's actually a really good card here. Generally, there's there's quite a few decent races. Um, so looking forward to it. it. Should be good fun. I wish I wish I was going. I wish any of us could go. But, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it, it's one of those that I've been to a few times myself. It's always a good day out, especially if you get the weather down at here, which isn't always guaranteed. <laughs> to be fair, but it does make for a good day out, doesn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, and it kind of signals the start of the summer. I think west of Scotland, you know, it's like. Um, Scottish Grand National Day, just you feel like that's uh, you're kind of right in there, or, or sort of at least springtime and moving into summer. It's always a good feeling in there. Yeah, well, at least it's going ahead this year because obviously last year wasn't, uh, didn't take place last year. So it's, it's good to see that it is going ahead this year and hopefully next year we'll all be back down at here for the, the Scottish Grand National. But we'll come on to that shortly. Um, we can't really continue this week without having a wee look back to last week and the Grand National. And Rachel Blackmore did it again. That was brilliant. Yeah, I was delighted to see. Although I hadn't backed her, um, I was delighted to see her do it. It's just it's a fantastic, um, good news story for racing. Um, and I, although I didn't back her, my wife did. So there was some Ooh. income, uh, income coming into the coming into the house. Um, she's just leaned over as I'm recording here to to remind me of that fact. So, why am I talking? Why am I talking to you? I know. Well, a few people, have, a few people have said that this week. Actually, she should be the one doing the podcast and the tips. Um, that was brilliant. Really good. Really good fun. My mum, my mum backed it as well. At least she claims it was because I gave the horse a good write up in my guide. So I'll, I'll take, yeah, take taking an, uh, take an assist on that. Or maybe, that maybe she was listening to Jim Delahunt on the podcast rather than her own flesh and blood. Well, indeed, Jim gave it a, a great, uh, a great talk up didn't he, um, yeah. and he I think he'd many other times in first and any second now in third he, he, he gave a great word for both of them so that was good to good to see yeah and it kind of rounded off a really good three days of racing at entry didn't it it was brilliant I felt like I was I was struggling a bit uh, for whatever reason in terms of the tipping I kept getting seconds and thirds and what have you but uh, we got a couple of winners and it was um, it was really good quality stuff enjoyed it Yep, but as you say, we're focusing now this week on the Scottish Grand National, which is the 3.35 at Ayr uh, on Sunday, and there's a few good races down at Ayr for us to look forward to as well. Yeah, as I say, I think it's a cracking card. Um, there's, there's a sort of, in the background, there's a there's a, a story going on with Harry Skelton and Brian Hughes both going for the, the Jockey Championship, the Jumps Jockey Championship, and it finishes at Sandown on the 3.65 Gold Cup Day, which is next Saturday, so a week a week on Saturday. Um but they've both got plenty of rides at air and uh, it could be interesting that I think there's only one or two in it. Um I've not actually checked today. I saw Harry Skelton get at least one winner today. So mm-hmm. he, might have, he might have edged a couple of 
couple of uh, wins ahead, but it should probably go right down to the last few days. And uh, I, I dare say that here on Sunday we'll have uh, have a big bear in it because they've both got a good book of rides. Yeah, and I was looking back at some previous winners, uh, certainly in 2019, and the Skeltons seemed to. I don't know if they targeted to meet in a similar circumstance where they're looking for winners, but um, yeah, and they've got a few this weekend that you're you're looking forward to as well. Yeah, they, they do target it. They always they always try and bring the, um, some of their better horses up, um, particularly the ones maybe that they've left they've left out of Cheltenham or whatever. Um, and they and they always come they always come up with a pretty strong a strong hand. Um, and yeah, I've got quite a few. Uh, there's quite a few that. Are, that have to be considered for it. Um, I actually fancy in the one fifteen, um, it's one of theirs. Um, King Darjon, it's called. It's, mm-hmm. now, it's now the now the favourite, uh, about two to one, so widely available. I think it's got a really strong chance. Um, you know, sort of young progressive, um, chaser jumps really well, um, and it's one that's last two in a row, and I think it just. With the, the form that they're in at the moment, the fact that Harry's going for the championship, I think we really have to beat. Um, there's a few others in behind that just there's not there's not too much to advertise their claims to be honest. Um, and it, to me, I thought King Darjeeling should be a lot shorter than two to one. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm pretty confident on that one. And I'll tell you, I'll jump. I know it's not chronological, but I'll jump to the three o'clock. Yeah. Um, Air, but just because for the reason that I think we should double these two, I think we should do okay. King Darjon and All Mankind, um, who listeners will probably be fairly familiar with, um, only managed to finish fourth at Children Festival um, in the Arco, but I, I don't think he was, he wasn't given the best ride that day, to be honest, um, and that was that was against some really classy horses. Shiskin was there, and it made it difficult. I think um, Scout was a bit concerned about the tactics, etc. This uh, is a different kettle of fish, um, and it's also a different course. Here's a course where you can just get out in front, jump, ping his fences. Um, it's a fairly flat course. Yeah. You can get a decent lead, and I just can't see any of these um, getting anywhere near him, to be honest. There's only four that remain in it. Um, he's even money. He should be much shorter than that, in my opinion. Um, he's got a good bit in hand in official figures as well. Um, and yeah, I, just, I was surprised to see that there was still even money about given the fact there's only four runners I think it's the race is made from. So I suspect those will be two winners for Harry anyway, All Mankind and King Darshan. And I'm going to stick them in a double uh, to get us, hopefully get us off to a good start. Yeah, I reckon that's probably around the five to one mark. And I guess if King Darjeeling does win that 115, then there might be a wee bit more money for All Mankind by the time that race goes off at three. Well, exactly, that's it. You know, if, if he starts kind of, he starts picking up one or two winners, um, the, the, I don't think you'll see All Mankind go short. And I, I don't even think um, All Mankind, by the time we get to Sunday morning, will be will be even money. Mm-hmm. I think people will, people will get stuck in and he'll go in all the doubles and trebles, etc. Yeah. So I'd, I'd advise people taking that taking that price um, once the, as soon as they listen to this, whether it's Friday night or Saturday <laughs> yeah. morning. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, a wee double to get us started, uh, thanks to the Skeltons, hopefully. Uh, it's one fifteen at air, which is King Darjon at 2-1, to one, and the 3 o'clock at air, All Mankind, which is even money at the moment. So that double pays around 5-1 to one mark, so worth getting on as soon as you can on that one. Uh, next up, we're going to have a look at the one fifty um, at air and a horse called Pilbara. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. Um, in fact, as, as I look, I can see the price is starting to slowly creep in. This is another one to get on early with. Um, if, if what I think is happening um, is happening, then I think this one could go off a bit shorter. Um, you remember the shunter who 
came over from Ireland and won at Kelso. Well, he, he actually won three in a row. Um, he, he won at Kelso, the race that, that allowed him to go for the bonus at Cheltenham, and then won that. Mm. Um, and basically cleaned up. Um, well, this is the same connections. It's the same trainer, same owner. Um, Emmett Mullins is the trainer, and the owner's Paul Byrne, and this is what they do. They'll sort of campaign these horses in Ireland um, with a pretty low handicap mark. They maybe run them over the wrong trip or on the wrong ground or whatever. Um, and I think that's what they've done here. <clears throat> when, when the shunter came over, he was given £7 extra by the British handicapper compared to the Irish handicap mark. And it, that proves to just be completely insufficient. In that. They won three in a row and absolutely hosed up. Um, so they've done the same here with this Pilbara. Now I don't, I'm not saying he's as good a horse as the Shunter is, um, but he has still its considerable potential. And he's, you know, we've not not seen any of the best of him. He wants he wants three miles and he wants good ground, both of which he should get at air. Um, and he's been running on. Shorter trips, um, soft ground. He's been switching between hurdles and chases. Um, he was initially run. He was fifty to one, sixty-six to one, hundred to one in his three, his first three chase starts to get him a, a handicap mark. You know they just they weren't trying with him effectively. I don't like to say that, but that's pretty much what was happening. Um, and I think now that they're coming over here, that's a decent pot for this handicap. And I think you'll be. Uh, He'll be at a really short price by the time they go off. So there's 92 available at the moment. I would take that. If if you want to do each way, I wouldn't put you off either. This race hasn't got a lot of strength and depth. Marone is probably the other one that catches the eye. Um, but he's got to carry top weight and Pilbara's coming in and getting um, more than a more than a stone uh, off of Marone. So I, I think that'll be a, a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to compete, so yeah, to, to me, it just looks absolutely chucked in. I think it'll be, it could end up being a bit embarrassing for the, the British handicapper. Yeah, and that Paul Barr, I'm not seeing much of 92 available anymore. Paul, it's looking like 41, 72, 72, bet 365 now. So, again, another that's, one, so you got on it better. That's it, that's it started then. I better get on as well before that goes completely. <laughs> okay. I get told off, I promise. <laughs> Next up, we're going to go to Newbury, and it's the first mention this year, I think, from my old pal Frankie Dettori, who is on Wildwood Iris uh, for the Gosden team. Yeah, this is an interesting one because um, Gosden's got a really good record, and this in this meeting in particular at Newbury this time of year um, does very well. Um, this is a competitive race; um, it's a Group Three, um, and you know it's usually a, a good indicator of the sort of classy three-year-old fillies for the year. If you win this, then you've got you'd be you'd be looking to um, to maybe go and have a have a go in the in the guineas, the thousand guineas, or maybe even onto the oaks. Probably more so a, a guineas trial than anything else. Um, so I was surprised to see this one um, at such a big price. It's sort of fourteen to one about. Or that was a while ago. You might correct me, but that was um, that was the last prices I saw. I thought that was very fair for, for Frankie, which um, when Frankie takes the ride, it's, it's usually um, the Gosden first first choice. Yeah. Um, it just looks a, looks a really, uh, really classy mare. It's, she's only had one run. She did that really nicely, um, despite the fact that she, she was sort of tardy at the start. She was well behind coming out the, coming out the stalls. So you assume that they'll have worked on that with her um, over the winter. And she'll be a bit more race ready for this. And I thought she was a massive price, 14s. Um, unfortunately, they're not really getting any extra places. Um, but 
I think that's a, a solid each way bet with Frankie in the plate. Yeah, and as you say, I think uh, the Gosden team's got at least one other horse in the race. So I guess from your point of view, the Frankie factor is significant here. Yeah, they 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 should know, and they usually know, you know, what's what their best um, what their best choice is, and their number one is uh, when the horses are that age and they've not had that many runs. It's not it's not an exact science, but they have an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would imagine that they think this uh, Wild Iris is the number one. You might see a punt. You, you, what you're hoping is that there's a bit of money for it um, between now and the off on, on Sunday, because uh, you know obviously that's usually a good sign that they fancy as much as uh, as much as I do. Um, it's, a, it's a quality race, as I say. So that, you know, there's plenty of other horses there with potential. Um, but that was just Wild Iris was the one that caught my eye. Yeah, a big price. I'm just looking now actually on those checking as we speak in a couple of firms are starting to offer extra places. So Good. you're getting fourteen to one with Paddy Power and Betfair, um, who are both offering four places. So that's definitely the way I play it. Good each way angle on that competitive race. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so that's the two ten at Newbury and it's Wild Iris at fourteen to one. Next up we're going to head back up to air for the Scottish champion hurdle when you've got a twenty to one each way shot in this one. Ah, yeah. Um, I should say that I like the two at the top of the market, Milkwood and Coleco. I think they've both got sort of obvious claims and um, Harry Skelton rides Coleco for Dan Skelton. That would probably be the one I would side with between those two. But I'm just looking for a bit of value, and uh, you need to scroll down quite a bit to find this horse. Miss Heritage um, has, let me just count them up here, one, two, three, four, five, six. The last six runs, she's um, finished second five times, and she's been first once. So she's yeah. not been out the top two. Um, she hasn't, they're, they're not fantastic quality races, but they're not bad. And this isn't a, this isn't a fantastic uh, quality of Scottish champion hurdle this year. Um, but when you actually dig down a bit deeper into that form, um, the horses that she's been losing to are good quality horses so she lost at Sandown she was second but four lengths to a horse called Langer Dan who yep. you might remember it was ran at the festival ran really well um, and is you know, a pretty pretty good quality horse um, finished second in that race I backed it should have finished first to be honest I think it kind of got in a bit of, bit of trouble and didn't get a lot of space but hard luck stories as usual but um, that Langer Dan is a very good quality horse, so to finish that close in second, um, you know, I think that's a good advert um, for Miss Heritage, and she was actually giving Langer Dan a few pounds of weight that day. So that's a positive, and then there's another piece of form as well. If you go back a bit, uh, let me just find the right one to make a fool of myself here. Yeah, it was it was and the previous run to so the sort of second to last run uh, for Miss Heritage. She was second to a horse called Ajero or Ajero, however I pronounce it, a Kim Bailey horse, um, who's also a classy beast. And um, one after that time, after that time that he beat, he beat um, Miss Heritage. He went out and, and won by eight lengths and a, a decent enough hurdle. And they went to aim three. He was outclassed, but that was in the top novices hurdle grade one, um, which was a really good quality race. Horses like Third Time Lucky, Belfast Banter won it. Dussart was in it. Um, so there's no shame in that. He's gone up from he's now rated 140, and when he beats Miss Heritage, he was rated I think 129 or something like that. So he's gone up over 10 pounds. So I just think Miss Heritage, although she's not been winning a lot of races, she's been coming saying to some good horses. She has won a race, um, and I just thought she was pretty well handicapped. She's off exactly the same mark as she was in those two defeats. 
So I think there's a bit of juice in her price. And uh, I couldn't, uh, just in her handicap mark, I should say, Anthony Deed in the price because she's 20 to 1, yeah. uh, which I thought was uh, just a massive price. When you look into that form, um, I think she's got improvement in her. And um, the book to Aidan Coleman, decent jockey. I just thought maybe it's because Lucy Wadham's not the most fashionable trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, is the, the, the horses may be flying under the radar a wee bit so I thought it was a massive price basically it's a, a small each way bet to nothing Yep, very good each way price still some 20s available bet 3.65, Paddy Power and Betfair so plenty of 20s around at the moment so that is Miss Heritage in the 2.25 at air which is the Scottish champion hurdle the 3 o'clock at air we've already touched on that was all mankind even money um, for the skeletons so we're going to jump back to Newbury and a horse that he tipped I think about 3 weeks ago um, at Doncaster finished 4th that day but you're back in again on Dania I did, yeah, well remembered. Um, I, I like going back in for more punishment when horses <laughs> um, That was a, it was fourth of eighteen, so it was an each way return that day. Um, so it wasn't a total disaster. Um, and if you go back and watch the race, the winner wins it just so cosily. So that's fine. Hakiki, just a top class horse. Um, that was in the Lincoln um, handicap we're talking about, and that horse will be going to be probably a Group One horse, if if not a Group Two. Um, he was just he was just a class act and was a sort of handicap lot almost I would say um, but if you go back and watch Dania I thought um, didn't get the, the best ride in at the race um, and, and just maybe a wee bit more luck and run in a better position could have finished closer I think he looks, still looks really well handicapped um, and to me just I, I think you've got really close here this isn't as good a race and he's, he's had that one run so he should improve fitness wise um, and what I think I'll do actually is I'll do an each way double with Dania and Pilbara yeah, that I mentioned earlier I think they're two that are both very well handicapped and should go close and I'd be surprised if either of them are out of the top four or five and there's I think you're getting each way um, each way extra places that we can take advantage of so yeah I'm pretty confident about Dania actually yeah, I don't have an odds grid in front of me. Can you remind me what price Tanya is at the moment? Uh, five to one last I checked. Um, I'll just reload that just in case. But that's, yeah, that's what was last I looked at it. Well, it's actually a bit of six to one there with better six five. But we'll, we'll call it five to one because that's an outlier. Yeah, okay, doke. Okay, last but not least, it is the aforementioned Scottish Grand National. And as you normally do, you... Right, you found a bit of value, a bit of each way value, good price that you're looking at for this one. Uh, Coup de Pinceau. Yeah, quite an interesting horse. Um, it's hard to it's hard to say that he's going to improve, you know, bags and bags and handicap. But it was interesting last time out. Um, that was the sort of August trip. He'd, he'd been tried at uh, Coup de Pinceau, and it was a. Uh, sort of approaching the, the, the sort of marathon type trips that you need for the, the national races so it was just over three and a half miles he won it really easily um, he dropped a bit in the handicap but not enough to justify that sort of victory he did it really well um, he it just looked like the further he went the better he got it looks like he's, he's sort of born horse for a, a national type race so this is four miles it's a bit further again but I think that might actually bring out a bit of extra improvement He's not been hammered by the handicapper, which is encouraging. He's only gone up by £6, which puts him actually still below what his best uh, previous mark has been um, when he was back when he was trained with Paul Nichols a couple of years ago. He's a nine-year-old, so he's not getting any younger, but equally, 
when you want a steam chaser, that's about the right age for them. Around about eight, nine years old, that's probably when they peak. So I was surprised to see we were getting 25 to 1 across the board. Um, earlier on, extra places as usual. I think some firms are going mad with six and seven places. Mm. Um, so it just looks to me like, um, again, you know, we're taking... Uh, Taking a big price and hoping for a hoping for a good performance. I think it's it's a, it's a brilliant race. Um, as I touched on earlier, I don't think there's a standout candidate. Quite often you get one that's coming up from the south. It just looks well handicapped, or you know, it's an obvious choice. It's not really that kind of horse. There's a strong chance for Scotland to win it with uh, I Wright, who's the favourite. Yeah. Harriet Graham trained horse looks like it's got a chance, but to me, uh, kind of not flatters to deceive, but. I think he's just about where he should be in the handicap. It's not as though he's he's got loads in hand, um, and he's about five to one, six, well six to one to be fair. You can get, but uh, I thought I was fairly sure. Dingo Dollar's got a chance. Uh, the Ferry Master's another one, a sort of bigger price. Um, I thought he looked like he'd a, a really solid chance for Sandy Thompson. Um, looks the sort of horse that'll just like this sort of decent slog and he hasn't really been tried over anything further than three miles so he, he's an interesting one but in terms of value and price I just thought Coup de Pinceau was a uh, was far too big a price uh, 25 there's actually about 30 he's about so he'd be my each way shot against the field yeah I was going to ask there's a few old timers in there as well um, vintage clouds yeah, um, my mate Dicko, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he, he tipped up vintage clouds for the, his win at Cheltenham, and mm-hmm. I was telling him he had no chance. Yeah. But um, because uh, because he tipped up, I put a small bet on it, so I was delighted. <laughs> it covered, covered me off um, in that particular race in the, in the, the ultimate at Cheltenham. He's gone up quite a bit in the weights for that. Um, so he's got up seven pounds, and at his age, he's now eleven. I don't know if he's got that level of improvement in him. So it'll be a tough, a tough ask, but you can't say he's not in form. Um, and yes, he, he's certainly got a chance. I wouldn't put anyone off him. And, and again, that'd be a nice, uh, be a nice winner. And I see top weight Lakeview lad making the trip um, to Scotland after falling at the national last week. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I don't like to see a horse that's just come off the back of a fall, um, albeit over the national fences, so it's slightly different, but coming up here and trying to go again. Um, Brian Hughes has jumped ship. He, he, he was riding the ANC and isn't riding <laughs> anymore, so um, I don't blame him for that. Um, I'm not convinced that Lake Fuelad's particularly well handicapped either. Mm-hmm. He's carrying a, carrying a fair bit of weight. Um, and again, he's an 11-year-old. It's, been, it's tough carrying top weight around here, even for the best of horses. And he doesn't look like he's in the greatest shape to me. Um, so I'd, I'd probably pass him over, actually. OK. I think that's just covered probably half the field. So <laughs> come next week, we can claim, yeah, we mentioned that one. That one. We just get... You just get clever with your editing skills and so you can <laughs> work fine. in such a way. It'll be fine. Um, I was going to say, I was just checking the at the races page and I see that they've also tipped up Coup de Pinceau as well. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, they seem to be on full, the same page. Full, full seldom differ, I think. We'll put it in. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. Okay, though, can you give us a wee recap then of your bets for Sunday, please? I can indeed. Uh, so I'll go through in chronological order. Uh, we've got quite a few this week. 115 at Air, King Darjon. The 150 at Air at Pilbara, the 210 at Newbury, Wild Iris, 225 at Air, Miss Heritage, 3 o'clock at Air, All Mankind, the 320 at Newbury is Dania, the 335 at Air is Coup de Pinceau, and we're going to do 
just so that listeners can get all in one place. We're going to do a double with King Darjon and All Mankind, and we're going to do an each way double with Pilbara and Danya. Good stuff. Okay, that's us for another week on the Gambler Racing Podcast. Don't forget, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value, and you can catch more of his tips at mrfixitstips.co.uk. Just remains for me to thank you for listening and to wish yourself, Paul, and all the listeners the best of luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Enjoy the race.